Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of the Fueltopia podcast. I'm Dan and I've got a full house here with me tonight. We have Dave. Hello. We have Andy. Hello. And Paps. Hello. Hey guys. Right, so it's been a couple of weeks now since we've had like everyone together. I mean, I don't think we've actually had all you guys on the same one. Not all four of us, no. Oh, exciting. <laughs> so, so this is obviously the first time. So um, we've done a couple of like the podcast kind of went down the route that we discussed. Like when we started this, we did a couple of one-on-ones. Um, oh, actually, no, one one-on-one. We got one coming. And then we did like an interview with the drivers, didn't we, Paps? Yes, we did. Yeah. yeah. But everyone loves the banner, right? So <laughs> it's time to get us back together and let's just have a little kind of catch up on what we've been doing the last couple of weeks. So Andy, where have you been? You got any more Speedway? Uh, yeah, I was in Sweden and it was horrible. It rained the whole time. Oh. Sweden, hasn't had, Sweden hasn't had rain for three what? months. And then the weekend I go, fucking pisses down. Oh my God. Like when, when we were over in Gapville, do you remember Dave? People were saying, oh, the, this event might not happen because of the fires and all that. It's not rain. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, we very nearly got rained off. The race was meant to start at 7 p.m. Oh, man. They worked on the track and worked on the track. We managed to start at around 9 p.m. Oh, uh, I was hoping for a rain off because I had to drive. It was, it's like in the middle. It's like almost exactly in the middle between Gothenburg and Stockholm. Oh, see now, Andy, at this point, obviously two hours in, you're pretty much clocking overtime at that point, aren't you? Well, that's <laughs> it. Two hours, I'm ready to go. <laughs> you like got the gear on your back, like, come on, call it off, call it off. <laughs> yeah, I was because we, we we made an absolute peg zero the flights as well. Oh man. So, our flight was at like five past seven the next morning from right. Stockholm, which was four hours drive away. Ugh. So basically finished the event at, you know, by the time I do some edits and stuff, it's, yeah. you know, like half 11. And then we go back to the hotel, uh, have a shower, jump in the car about quarter to one and just drive straight through to Stockholm. Oh, misery. Five in the morning. Yeah. So I, was, I was hoping it was going to get rained off. I was a bit disappointed it didn't, but... <laughs> is, um, Andy, is that is that hotel in Stockholm, is that the awesome one that has PlayStations in every room? Uh, I have a no, memory... Well, no, I have a memory of that hotel that I swear it was Scandinavia, isn't it, where you stayed? No, it was Poland. Oh, is it Poland? Poland. Oh. I want to go to the... PlayStations. Yeah, I want to go to the PlayStation get, room. <laughs> you, get, you can get a PlayStation what? in your room. <laughs> in the Pure Hotel in Poznan, which I'm staying in next um, in a couple of weeks. Ah, I'm fantastic. I'm forward to that. Fantastic! I'm in uh, I'm in Poland this weekend coming, so I'm looking forward to that one. It sounds uh, like a gaming podcast is coming up. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. we should. I definitely think we should actually at some point. But have you been anywhere else, Andy? Or was it just Sweden in the meantime? Uh, I think just Sweden. Uh, yeah, just Sweden. I'll, I'll say that with conviction just now. <laughs> I think it was Sweden. Um, no, yeah. So what, what have you been up to, Paps? You been anywhere? Uh, nothing really at the moment for me. Unsurprisingly. No. <laughs> <Is> <laughs> last night which was uh, actually a really good night in turnout that looked eventful i saw some of the instagram good. story yeah it was definitely eventful as always we were just missing dave that's all <laughs> <laughs> no that did uh, did look like a good one so that's obviously fueltopia's uh, offline meet wasn't it that happens at ace every month yes that was yeah so it's the second monday of every month fantastic no that it looks really good i think we advertise that quite uh, quite a lot on our facebook page so if anyone's interested head on over to uh, the fueltopia facebook page on on well literally yeah facebook it is, I think facebook. It is, it is <laughs> it's the fueltopia facebook page on facebook um and that is obviously where you can where you can find out all about that uh, and definitely get involved and what sorry what day is it again perhaps i talked over it's you. the second monday of every month 
Excellent. Right. That's awesome. Um, Dave, I don't want to get too deep into what you've been up to, but what have you done in the last uh, couple of weeks? Because we want to get into that further in a moment. Uh, I went on a little road trip. I'll leave it at that. Right. Excellent. Right. We'll, we'll dive into that in a minute. Um, myself, since we last spoke, uh, we had round three of the Driftmasters GP in Riga. Um, oh man, I really, I really want to go to that event so oh, bad. Mate, Riga is a fascinating place. Like I, I've done, I've now been lucky enough to do a couple of the Baltic states. I've done Estonia, um, which was just incredible um that yeah. was a, that was super cool the city of Tallinn was amazing and the track which was a rallycross track which they were using for drifting uh that was amazing uh jumps and all but the um uh the riga was was as epic as everyone says like the the track is in the middle of the city it's just incredible how it works so a uh, really good event we didn't have a great weekend uh we had we had three <laughs> we had three cars uh in the monster energy team um that weekend and every single one of them didn't qualify <laughs> oh no yeah <laughs> not not great and it was like it was for no fault of the drivers there was a lot of mechanical issues uh, a lot of like teething issues and and first so it's the mechanics fault then that's what <laughs> i don't know i don't really know who to blame but there were some funny moments like where where mechanical oh, that sounds terrible but there were some funny moments where mechanical issues caused cease of play and i was like oh someone's getting uh, someone's getting a bollocking for that <laughs> blame, blame, the, blame the drifting gods don't blame the mechanics yeah drifting gods but uh no it was it was really really cool riga was amazing the the drift masters gp team are just are putting on an incredible show and I don't know if you guys saw, but obviously now Driftmasters GP is being backed by Red Bull TV. Yeah, oh, really? yeah. yeah. So Red Bull TV are so impressed with what like Josh uh, and the rest of the media team do. Um, Josh being one of the Driftmasters GP guys that they're pretty much backing them um, and they will be putting out a TV show. They will be supporting them with equipment. Um, also be a live stream on YouTube. Yep. And it's, as well. it's huge isn't it like it's i mean i know we talk well i think we talk about drifting quite a lot more than others but that's because of the background of fueltopia but i think this is a big thing for the sport like really yeah really really well, cool. it's, it's effectively legitimizing it but like, i mean cause, like, it's always had its own like presence but very much so if you're at the event so this is kind of like spreading it out to the wider audience i mean just look at the success of something like formula d where yeah. that's like got live stream and it's got an, a global audience that just tune into that yeah. so I mean, that's rad for the guys. I, I'm really happy for them. I'm super excited. I, I mean, you're totally right. I think it does legitimize it. Um, and it, it's it's a really, I think they're really, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but in the recent months, I've really noticed that obviously Red Bull are really piling on um, into the sport. Like, I mean, with drift shifters happening in Liverpool this coming Sunday. Uh, and, yeah. And they're, you know, backing Driftmasters GP, talk about the stuff for next year with the championship. I, I'm keen to see where it's going to take drifting. Yeah, that'd be really interesting. And it, I wonder, like, what it'll do, like, because like Monster obviously um, yeah. sponsor a lot of this. So I wonder if that's going to like build up some rivalry, which will ele then elevate the platform even higher as each team tries to outcompete each other. I reckon so. Like, I think I think it's only healthy. Um, I think competition yeah. is good, and the energy drink wars will continue. I mean, all we got to do is is look at Rallycross. Where, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Rallycross is obviously title sponsored by Monster Energy, so big energy drink in charge of the championship, so to speak. And then you have like Red Bull just throwing teams at it to try and get podiums. Um, I mean, is it the same in Speedway, Andy? Is that the same? Well, it's, I mean, it's similar. The, the, obviously, Monster again is the title sponsor yeah. of the Speedway GP series. Uh, the, the guys that ride, from my understanding, I mean, I don't really know the ins and outs too much, but no. from my understanding, the guys that ride under Red Bull are more like on sort of local, uh, like Red Bull Poland 
Oh, okay. It's like yeah, country sponsored. Right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. No, it's, it is. It, it's. I think it's only going to be good. I think it will cause Monster to kind of go all in and be like, right, this is your championship. Let's stir this up. Let's get some. Let's get some Monster Energy podiums. You know, um, <laughs> on a Red Bull backing. I think it would be. It would be quite interesting to see. But no, Riga was. Riga was amazing, lads. Um, if you ever get a chance to go out to to there to Latvia uh, and see it, definitely recommend it. Um, well, I've I've been to Latvia. Oh, of course you have. Uh, Speedway. And yeah, and stayed in Riga, and it was lovely and it was beautiful, and mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But typically with you know Speedway, it was every event wasn't in Riga. It was like <laughs> two hundred and fifty kilometers away from Riga. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> on 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 the most proper you know, like proper communist roads you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> it is, isn't it? It really is. It's, I thought that. Like once, you, like Riga's lovely, but yeah. once you get out of that, it's, it's just <laughs> you know, it's it's you feel like you know you and McGregor and Charlie Berman. Oh, amazing! And your rental car is supposed to a BMW GS. <laughs> No, it is. It, oh, that's so funny that you thought that. Like, I mean, I didn't. I didn't really venture out of the city in Riga, but when I had to leave the city in Estonia for in Tallinn, I felt very much like I was in this documentary where it was about me traveling. Because uh, you're like, <laughs> you don't see another car. The roads are unfinished, and you're like, hmm, this is. Uh, <laughs> this is. Uh, should I be going down here? Is this yeah, where exactly. the truck is? Occasionally, <laughs> have to take overtake a horse and yeah, car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's that's funny. No, I I did. Um, as per usual, like I, I obviously struggled with uh driving around on the foot i arrived late on the first so you've obviously flew into riga right into the airport yeah right did you have to did you hire a car from there yes okay was it with hertz by any chance (laughs) right did you did it did it puzzle you why hertz why the building was not on the yeah it's a a good 500 meters away it's yeah you have to leave the airport walk through the car park go through a barrier system and then Mm -hmm. there's this building with a little tiny hurt side in the window and i'm like yeah i'm definitely not getting out of there alive (laughs) and it's like right okay there you go sir here's here's your car and yeah you kind of get carted off a mile away on the the shuttle bus (laughs) thing as well to go and get your car yep yep uh so yeah that was that was fun um but no riga was really cool everyone uh definitely highly recommend that i think it kind of lived up to its expectations with me but um uh so straight from there um not to talk about myself too much but yeah straight from there i um i went to um basel in switzerland um and i was there for only a couple of days and i got to do portraits which was really cool so it's not something i get to do very often uh, nice. and I, yeah i loved it man like it, it, i think it's kind of this is going to sound you guys hopefully will get this and hopefully kind of the audience makes sense but basically it kind of brings my creativity back when i get to do something different so yeah, yeah, yeah. do you know yeah. what i mean so like so basically obviously i've been shooting four-wheel motorsport all year um i haven't really been doing any two-wheel this year because i've been so busy with the four-wheel motorsport so to then go oh you know dan go here uh shoot this athlete which i can't actually really talk about because by the time this comes out it's not been officially announced <laughs> but, i thought um, i thought this was the case because yeah. you were on a secret mission <laughs> i know i felt i felt so sucky because i was like if i say something i i, I could i don't want to get in trouble <laughs> but um it, it's put it this way it's something completely new um that they've not sponsored before uh in europe so really uh-huh. super exciting um and but i don't think it's announced until after this podcast episode's out but yeah. Anyway, well, finger skating, right? Yeah, for, yeah, exactly. Finger skating. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, finger skating or figure skating? <laughs> I said figure skating, but you know, you have the guys with little tech decks that could be one of those. <laughs> but, um, oh my god, tech decks! That would be that would be amazing. I think we just, I think we just seriously aged this podcast and dated ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's jokes. But um, no, it was really cool. Like I, I had. 
well, I, you know, I, I won't go on about it too much because I can't talk about it properly, but getting to do portraits really has made me now want to, looking forward to this coming weekend and shooting motorsport again because uh, I was able to do all those kind of ideas in my head that I've been wanting to do like, with portraits all year. And I had free, like, free reign on what I can only describe as like a photographer's playground with like broken workshops, um, vehicles oh, everywhere. Man. Honestly, mate, it was, it was, you would have Dave, especially like, I know how much you love the portraits and the stuff you do with your, your wife's blog. Um, but you yeah. would, you would have loved it. Like, honestly, you, you and like, oh, I would have been amazing. Like, <laughs> you'd, you'd have created magic. I've tried my best, but, uh, you would have definitely done some magic. You always uh, smash the portraits down. Anyway, uh, I, I try, so. I try, <laughs> I try, but anyway, that's, that's been me. Um, so we have, we've been a busy bunch actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's been busy. Now the important one that we want to talk about, and we have been enjoying some of the stuff you've been sharing with us, Dave. Uh, we want to talk about why you're in Norway for, for a good few days last week. Yeah, I mean, I, I got back on, on Sunday night. So uh, my editor for Gatbill magazine is Kai, and mm -hmm. he also is also an editor for um, Autofile magazine in Norway as well. So what kind of magazine uh, is that, Dave? Um, it's much more along the lines of your most slightly mainstream vehicle. So oh, like Top Gatbill, Gear? Yeah, kind of like ah, Top Gear. Like, cool. Uh, Gatterbill magazine is like it's street car magazine, so it's predominantly modified drift and mm -hmm. race cars. Uh, and this one's like road cars. Mm -hmm. um, Kai and I have been floating the idea of like, oh, he goes, oh, you should come over and, and we'll go and drive supercars in the mountains. Yeah. Uh, I was on a massive high after Gatterbill, uh, Gatterbill, so I was like, oh, yeah. okay, well, like, when's this going to happen? Like, are we talking next year? Are we talking? And he was like, well, when do you want it to happen? And I was like, well, uh, I'm available in August. Mm -hmm. And he was like, okay. So long story short, we, we organized, um, I would say we, he used one of his contacts, Johannes, who owns a hotel in Ladl in oh, wow. Norway. Okay. And it's like a car themed hotel. He owns several supercars himself as long yeah. as, uh, with a, a range of Mitsubishi Lancer Evo fives and a couple of times. Oh my Mac God. Wow. Which, cool yeah that's yeah. that's in a, in a in a barn which is which is really cool um and so we kind of put like an event out to kind of celebrate what he does he does like a a, a mountain pass road trip up over the mountains and down into the fjords mm -hmm. so we, we we organized an event um and put like an open invitation out onto facebook um, and we ended up with 40 supercars what? um for a 135 kilometer road trip and going up to about 1400 meters above sea level oh my god that sounds amazing yeah with 189 hairpins um and a couple of stops one being for lunch and etc so i was out there to cover this for autofile magazine oh, and yes. to help add some publicity to this this new event that johannes is wanting to celebrate and start doing each year that's Sorry. that's incredible. So this this event, this was you at the first one, and it sounds like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blow smoke up your up your butt, but it sounds like you <laughs> kind of they kind of steered it around you, Dave, because they said when are you free? Let's put something together and let's see what you could capture. <laughs> they, said, they said what they said is we're not doing the event unless Gatville Dave is there. Yeah, exactly. We need <laughs> we need Gatville Dave. We <laughs> I love the fact that's sticking by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Gatville Dave. Hashtag Gatville Dave. He, he has no other name now. He no, I think he's Gabriel Dave in everyone's phone now. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, 
uh, is it Kai? Sorry, just to make sure. Yeah, Kai. Yeah. yeah. So, Kai so, Alvin, so, yeah. so Kai got you over there to do that. Now, what was uh, what was the brief like? Were you were you given creative freedom? Were you just told? Captain, yeah, I yeah. mean, I, I was basically given creative freedom. And awesome. unlo- Dan, you know me. Like before yeah. most events, I do all of the prep work. Yeah. I look, always look at the locations. Yeah. I do. You plan um, everything. You almost have your yeah. shot list in your head. Like when I've spoken yeah. to you, you, you know what and you I, want. And I, I normally scout out locations yep. to find vantage points that I want to shoot at. Yeah. I did none of that oh. this time. Um, I How did, did zero. You... I... Wow. How did you feel? Um, excited, and that's the that's all I wanted to feel. Oh. Something I don't get to do every day. Okay. So I did zero prep, and I thought I just want to enjoy it for what it was and for what it is and shoot it how it comes and how i see it yeah and if any opportunities present themselves then i'll do it and once i got into the swing of things i did kind of steer things in certain ways so we could get certain shots yeah um there was a lot of walkie-talkie action um i got a ferrari 348 <laughs> to zoom up the road ahead of us and park across one of the mountain passes oh. so no one else could come the other way <laughs> so amazing get full reign of the road ourselves <laughs> um is that but how yeah, you so is I, that how you got that amazing shot that's on your Instagram with uh, like a queue of cars behind you? Uh, that was actually just afterwards. Oh right, um, that was about two thirds of the way, no, about halfway through the, the journey. But yeah, I I made everyone as they came down the hill. I got Kai because I was sitting in the back of Kai's BMW 5 Series. He's got an estate where the glass opens. Perfect. Yeah. So I, I was sat in the back of that, and we were supposed to take a Lotus Elise instead, but this doesn't really make the best camera car. <laughs> no. It would be. <laughs> It would be more fun to drive, but like it would be hard to shoot with. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I Johannes was in the Lamborghini, so I I radioed to him and said we're going to stall everyone, get them to bunch up as much as possible, mm-hmm. um, and then basically on the count of three, we're going to boot it up the hill, and you guys are going to chase us. Perfect. So right behind the Diablo is a Corvette <laughs> ZR1 doing a massive burnout. Oh, is that what the smoke like, is? <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah, right. It's not, it's not cut smoke from the Lamborghini. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Corvette getting a bit excited. Amazing. Behind them. So, yeah. what, so, so, what was the car of like? What, what do you feel was the highlight for you? Like getting because I've seen a couple of nice shots and I think you even got some light painting in. So, what, what was the, what was your favourite? My favourite. Uh, there was one car that really stole my heart, which is the is a blue E30 M3, which mm-hmm. is powered by uh, an RB26 oh, um, engine wow. from a Nissan Skyline. Um, Jordan Butters actually featured it on Speed Hunters uh, from Gapville. Um, right. I'm going to take ownership because I uh, I pointed <laughs> it out to him. And I knew what it was, and I said that'll make a good feature. Um, the owner Bjorn is a really nice guy. We got comprehensively drunk together on on, on the Saturday night. I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to get to that Instagram story. Oh, that definitely, <laughs> definitely. Oh God, no! Don't bring that one up. Please. Oh yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so I flew, I flew out uh, to Bergen mm-hmm. on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, Kai, uh, I don't know, I, this is my first time actually meeting Kai. I've worked with him for three years. No and way. Never, ever met, yeah, yeah. Oh, so that's I awesome. Never met him, and um, he said he was going to meet me at the airport. Right. Um, but then and, you're thinking, I don't know who what he looks like. <laughs> no, uh, oh, yeah, right. I got a rough idea, but he yeah. punked me at the airport. Oh, really? Yeah, he paid... Um, a girl some money to basically run and <laughs> jump onto me like as soon as I came out of a rhyme. <laughs> and I when, when, you, when you say a girl, yeah, do, do you mean a girl who takes money for sort of affection <laughs> in that way, or 
I don't, I don't know what her profession is. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> she, she was paid money to say hello to me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! Right, so so there you are getting jumped. Like yeah. <laughs> that must have been that must have been quite a surprise. Yeah, and the four cameras pointing at me was a bit of a surprise <laughs> as well. Getting your embarrassment <laughs> live streamed. Yeah. So, uh, um, Marita's dad has just uh, sent me a little video of what was what was happening, mm-hmm. and he goes, "You're t- you're so polite. You're too polite." And I was like, "Well, that's the British in me coming yeah. out like too nice to say anything to anyone." Definitely. So, uh, Marita, uh, Marita being uh, one of the photographers who also works for Gap Bill magazine. Yes, yeah, she's she? one of the videographers, videographers um, for uh, Gap Bill magazine, along with Ulrich, her boyfriend. Ah, yes. And her dad, um, Arnstein, was out there. He's got a Dodge Viper, and he was on the oh, trip wow. as well. Oh, yeah. fantastic. So, um, okay, so obviously we've spoken about the cars, but the, the people, it sounds like you had just as much fun because of the people. Is that is that fair to say? Uh, one, 100%. I was yeah. the only English man out there. Like, everyone was Norwegian. Wow. And there's probably a good 50-odd people out there. That's awesome. And not one of them made me feel like I wasn't welcome or anything. Like, everyone was super nice. So cool. Um, it was all smiles during the road trip, and then st- heavy drinking straight <laughs> after the road trip so yeah so the drinking um mm. <laughs> uh, there was a, a, a andy shared it in our uh, in our group uh, i saw a video no, I, I think that was that was dave that shared it oh film. was it dave <laughs> no, it was, no it was phil it was phil, <laughs> was, was it phil? phil did, did you find that video on uh, on his instagram story I, I managed to find it and record it before it uh, got deleted. I know. Why did it get? Why did it get deleted, Dave? You were having fun. <laughs> Dave, so, I know we don't talk to you often. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I think that's yeah. I think that's what it was. It was very good, Dave. I mean, it just showed you having a good time. Um, yeah. And definitely, uh, that looked like was that like night number two, night number three, or something. Uh, yeah, that was Saturday night. Yeah, Saturday night. A heavy, a heavy weekend of drinking with some cool people. But um, the yeah. the 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 other thing to to say and obviously you were in a beautiful part of the world and we've you've privately shown us some of the photographs you took of the landscape and mm-hmm. they are incredible um i mean what did you think like what does it compare to everywhere else you've been uh, i've never i've never seen landscape like that what i should imagine it's kind of like like the nearest in the uk you could get is probably the highlands of scotland yeah. okay yeah that's probably um i mean you guys could probably vouch for that better than i can because i've not been there yeah, um, how far have you been up north, Andy? Have you been right uh, up the top? Yeah, uh, like once or twice, but not for not when I cared about landscape. <laughs> yeah, further south. Just like going to some place and I was like, oh, fucking, these roads are fucking awful. <laughs> yeah, not, not actually looking anywhere but straight ahead. No, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, so, yeah, so there, so it probably is, I guess, similar to what's what, what people see on the North Coast 500, isn't it? That they do. Yeah, I mean, um, the, the only difference similar. I'd say from Scotland is that there, uh, Scotland seems to be more. Uh, gradual or rolling as in, yeah. as in as the inclines get in Norway it's a sheer like you'd be driving along and it's like a, a cliff yeah. like going straight up um, which <laughs> I got mocked for <laughs> endlessly because I, I was in the passenger seat of the car driving yeah. around just going wow <laughs> 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 and they were like complete just awe. driving around yeah they're just going yeah it's, yeah. it's a hill yeah nice <laughs> So is it oh is it all the um the lakes and stuff, Dave? As well, yeah. Like some of the water is like green because it's just made like purely from ice water from like the snow and stuff like that. I hundred percent recommend going up to Lardo. 
Like right. Voss on the way from Bergen is pretty cool. That's where a lot of extreme sports happen. Okay. So if you're into your, like kayaking, base jumping, mountain biking, that that area looks like a, a mecca for that kind of activity. It's really really cool. Mm-hmm. But go further north, and it just it gets the landscape just gets more and more extreme. And you know you know when we drive from like Salzburg over to Rudskogen. Yes, love it. Yeah. And the roads are really slow. Yeah. On on these roads up there, you can actually get up a decent amount of speed. So a lot of these like winding roads are like sixty mile an hour plus kind of thing. So you just like hooning around this amazing scenery, and it's not like the road surface is bad. It's it's just like constant like left right sweeping around nice. this like, amazing scenery, and I, I should imagine there's a couple of guys driving some Porsche 911 GT3 RSs <laughs> out there. And I was just—I could not be more envious. I thought you've got the perfect yeah. chassis to be taking out on these roads. So oh, man. something just built for the track, and that it looked perfect. I, I would. But to I, be, to be uh, fair, you had the perfect chassis welcoming you to Norway. So yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's fair, yeah. even though she was paid, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does Does Amy know about that? Does your wife know? <laughs> Yeah, I told her as soon oh, cool. as I got that. You're like, if happened. you see any videos of me hugging a random Scandinavian girl. <laughs> oh, there will oh. be. A, there is going to be a video that's out of my control. Oh, amazing. So are they going to produce a video? Is Marita and her boyfriend going to produce a video on this one? Yes, they are. Yeah. Fantastic. And I'm guessing they're going to heavily feature uh, Gabriel Dave. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, 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 talking about that, because um, uh, going back to a previous thing, a callback uh, quickly, is obviously when you were in Gatville, um, we spoke about some of the feature videos that you, yep. uh, that sorry, some of the features you did for the magazine. And I believe mm. one of them was filmed, wasn't it? Which we're going to see. Yeah, at some the point. 911 GT2 Evo. I do, but I might put that wrong. Which was an incredible shot. The white one that you got inside the actual um, unit, wasn't it? Inside one of the paddocks. Yes, it was in uh, one of the garages on the pit lane, uh, which is a location that I've been dying to shoot for for a long time. I've I I've crafted that image so many times in my head <laughs> how I wanted it styled. In fact, the magazine comes out next month. Amazing. Um, right. I've already seen the front cover for it as well, which is pretty, is pretty cool. And I'm um, guessing you made the front cover, I hope. Yeah. Good, <laughs> yeah, good man, good man. <laughs> um, and Marita has been kind enough to send me a ton of footage. So I'm actually going to be making a, a, a full-on video about how I made that shot, why Perfect. I did it. And, and, and like now I've got a bit of like behind-the-scenes footage from Marita and Ulrich, which is super cool and really nice of them to yep. lend that to me. So. No, that's amazing. Uh, so that's yeah. going to be a video you're going to put on your own channel, and then I guess uh, we'll see that over on fueltopia.co.uk as well. 100%. Yeah, savage, man. Right, so anyway, back to Bergen, quickly. Yeah. Um, so this sounds incredible. Um, I I would love to do it. What do, what's How do you get involved? Because obviously, it, it, should you be intimidated because it's all uh, Norwegian and Swedish you know, people involved, or is it easy for someone else to join in? Like, What do you reckon? I should imagine that if you're willing to drive all the way over there, it's it's dead easy to get involved yeah um i i still don't know officially how you go around applying for it just yet yeah it is a bit new like i mean it, it was a a Gatville magazine um event that was right. held so right. i don't know how johannes is going to handle it going further forwards um Ho- but, hopefully uh, hope, yeah Hopefully you'll yeah, I mean, make something happen. If you're if you're willing to drive a supercar that far <laughs> over Europe to get to it, I would if you if you definitely are willing to do that, then hundred percent go and do it because the hospitality is just second to none. Amazing. I I don't care if you if you're if you don't speak Norwegian or Swedish, mm-hmm. like the, the the people they speak good enough English and to be honest, when you everyone's pissed, 
you, <laughs> you, like, you find a way of communicating. I had no idea how I spoke to most of them anyway, but like shots and beer seem to work quite well. So, um, and that you're is all, your answer to everything, though. Yeah, true. It is 100% your eye answer to everything. I and, still can't believe you haven't done a podcast with us drinking because it's very that's very surprising, by the way. <laughs> I think if we ever get one done in person, there's definitely going to be beers. But anyway, yeah, so, so yeah. <laughs> In a bar, so um, yeah, so you reckon it would be they're very welcoming and and it would be it would be easy to get involved if you wanted to. Definitely, yeah. Excellent. Nice. No, it looks amazing, Dave. It looks absolutely fantastic. Where are we where are where are we going to see the content? Is it all for Gap Bill Magazine? What's the sort of plan? Are you going to do some on your own personal website? What, what are you thinking? Well, so it is for Auto Farm Magazine. Yeah. Um, I, I need to get it cleared before yeah, I can of course. share it elsewhere. Um, but I, I am making a video of the trip. I did Brilliant. actually manage to record some of it and a little bit of me talking to camera, which I'm not used to doing too much. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> I'm, glad. I'm glad to hear that. I like, I like when Dave talks to camera. He's very handsome. He's really good. <laughs> I, I think I yeah. think he's really good. Like If you haven't seen it already, everyone, I mean, he has shared most of it on the Fueltopia main website, but on his YouTube channel, which is, is it Shooting Dave? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah, the videos are wicked. Uh, I mean, not like um, you know. Also, just to mention, Andy also does videos as well. How, have you done one recently, Andy? No. <laughs> well, well, don't worry because neither have I. I used to do them as well. Um, but yeah, <laughs> we all. But Dave is still very consistent with his videos. I don't think perhaps does our videos, which is why um, I'm not passing over to him. Well, but... that involves a camera. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's a bit much for perhaps. Right. Well, uh-huh. that's. Uh-huh. It's funny that we mentioned that because that's kind of where we're going to take this this topic next, right? So we've we've caught up. We've spoken about Bergen, which sounds amazing. I kind of want to talk gear now because this is the eighth episode of the podcast and I don't think we have actually spoken about equipment yet and that seems strange because whenever we're together that's pretty much all we talk about <laughs> um, you're right you're right you are yeah, right it is I mean it's a main topic isn't it it's always uh what, what 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 we've got why we love it you know what what we use and I know that when people meet us uh, I don't know about you guys but when people meet me they're always curious about what I use uh, and I uh, you know it's not just because I do it for a living I think it's also because they're like well what you know what is considered to be something that's that can make you can make a living out of I suppose I, I guess that's how people I think also it's a, a bit of a common ground for for photo people I think so yeah and I people think so. that are interested in that sort of thing I think so yeah. I, and and that's probably why I the question I get asked the most is why is my cameras taped up to look like they've they've fallen out the back of a car which is pretty much what they look like right now uh, covered in because ducted. mostly they have fallen out the back yeah. of a car <laughs> oh come on <laughs> oh that's yeah well, we'll talk about some breakages as well. And actually, I wasn't going to bring that up, but that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, Dave, that was uh, that was an expensive. Uh, 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 you didn't pay for it. No, no, I didn't. I didn't pay. I didn't pay for that one. Don't try and fucking put that one on me. <laughs> yeah, so we've we've had a few accidents with the equipment along the way, but um, there and that probably uh, no, I've broken I've broken tons of stuff, which is actually probably why it dictates what I use as well, because I haven't. Like we'll get into a bit of detail now, so and we'll talk about what we use. But um, I'm I'm still using the DSLRs, um, so I still use Canon equipment. And one of the main reasons I use that is it is hardy. The batteries last forever, um, and the quality is fantastic as far as I'm concerned for what I want. But they're huge. Uh, so uh, and I, I have severe back problems at age 33 <laughs> because of my <laughs> Canon cameras. Um, the you guys here we don't all we all well there's a common theme you'll get that paps what do you have uh, <laughs> do you, paps do you have a camera anymore <laughs> that was perfectly it wasn't what do you use it was what, it do, was you what do you have, you have? <laughs> so 
<laughs> sorry, Paps. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, sorry, there's an inside joke here, so i got to explain. Paps, uh, Paps does have a lot of camera gear, and when we all started out with Fueltopia, Paps was very much active, doing a lot of different stuff, a lot of even, like, shoots for the website. Uh, but in recent times, <laughs> we, 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 we've rarely, rarely seen him with a camera, uh, and if we do see him with a camera, we never see the images. So, <laughs> who knows? But anyway, Paps, what do you, what do you use? I, I use an iPhone. Oh, there we go. Perfect. Right. And that, to be fair, that is that is becoming common. It is. I mean, you see more and more people using iPhones at events, but in terms of what gear I have and yeah. use on occasion, yeah. you've got, I've got a, in terms of camera views, it's a 5D Mark III, there's a 1D Mark III. It's Canon, isn't it, perhaps? All it, Canon. It's, it's, but do you, is it literally all Canon? You don't have anything else, do you? I have a Mamiya seven. Oh, of course you do. Yeah, you shoot film yeah. still. I still still shoot film, and I've got a Canon One VHS as well, which is a very nice. That is an a awesome one camera. One series body. Yeah. In the film. That is a very very sought after camera these days as well. I see them. I was looking for one recently, and they have just skyrocketed in price. Yeah, Canon stopped making them in 1994, I do believe. So yeah, and and wow. Canon Pro, uh, their CPS team, so their professional services still support them. Yeah, I saw that. It's still yeah, on the list. Film it's amazing. That is no, that is fantastic, and that's uh. So so so, Paps and myself obviously use Canon. Uh, Dave, you're what do you shoot with? You're what gear do you use? iPhone. <laughs> now we all we all know that's a lie. <laughs> uh, I have a Canon 5D Mark III. Mm-hmm. So you're Canon as well. Yeah, I, I won't go into the film ones because I have too many film cameras to mention. But... You have an awesome selection. Yeah, you do have an awesome collection of film cameras. But um, Like every hipster does. So so that's pretty much... I mean, <laughs> when you talk to most people, um, and this is kind of changing, and we'll get to Andy in a second, but when you talk to most people, it is uh, your Nikon or your Canon. And that seems to be where people start off because it's well relatively cheap to get a body and learn um by that i mean like the actual camera unit itself so it's relatively cheap to get that um and you can kind of learn with the basic kit lens and and we all kind of started off with that i think every single one of us here um but people have changed in recent times and you now have like andy because you have you're no longer just canon no i am now canon and sony and probably soon completely sony really so you're literally switching to mirrorless and that is the way forward yeah, Judas. Judas. <laughs> you just bought a mirrorless camera, Dave. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's actually a good point, Dave. I think, um, <laughs> and uh, to be fair, I use a mirrorless Fuji for pretty much my whole life, as in like anything not work-related. So I hipster. get uh, total hipster. <laughs> To be honest, I don't think you can get more hipster than a, a Fuji, a fixed, uh, a fixed lens Fuji that only shoots in black and white. I think that pretty much is the, the most, and looks like a Leica rangefinder. I think there's pretty much oh. the hipsters, the most hipster camera you can possibly get. Um, other than like a rangefinder. Other than yeah. a, other than like a rangefinder. Then you're yeah. a rich hipster. Then, yeah, exactly. I'm not quite there, but um, no, it's it's interesting to see how we all shoot. We all shoot relatively the same subject, if that makes sense. Obviously, it's all motorsport. It's all fast moving. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but it's fun and interesting seeing what gear we've got. So with that in mind, basically, um, when we were talking about this, how we were going to approach talking about equipment, because we don't want to bore everyone, but we know that a lot of you guys that are listening are interested in knowing kind of what to start with, what we consider to be our perfect kind of equipment, uh, what we have always in our camera bag, what's our go-to kit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of want to get on that subject uh, without going too deep and losing everyone. <laughs> um, 
we're going to talk about if we had to pick three things three items from your current setup so a favorite camera body a favorite lens and a favorite accessory and so three things that you could not live without to do your job and you i reckon three of us are going to pick the same lens i have a feeling we will as well Uh, (laughs) and i and i don't just want that 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 i want us to like explain this because everyone is going to be interested now because this is the key as far as i'm concerned to doing my job so if anyone's interested in knowing how we do our job and what would be the bare minimum and i I mean utter panic if i only turned up with this but still (laughs) the bare minimum what could we do so i don't know who wants to start us off with who's kind of got it in their head all right i'll go okay dave so i have one camera body so that's the canon 5d mark iii which is a full frame 24.6 megapixel camera perfect um it does stills and video at the same time. Uh, well, not at the same time, but um, one after the other if you want to. Uh, it's, a, it's a decent all-round body, and it works well, and I trust it. That's the main thing. I, I trust it to do its job. That's, that's the most important thing, isn't it? Is the, yeah. the trusting the equipment. I agree with that. Yeah, and I know I know its capabilities, and I know its limitations as well, mm. which I know the camera inside out is fully customized to the way I like to work, and that's why I, I like that camera so much. My... Right, my way of shooting, I shoot solely on primes, which mm-hmm. is not the most beginner-friendly way of shooting because you're kind of locked into whatever that focal length is, so you yeah. have to zoom with your feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that's not always practical, and you end up having to buy more lenses to be able to, <laughs> f- to satisfy certain briefs. Yeah. Um, but if I was going to have to pick one lens out of the rest of my lenses to keep, yeah. Or to use the most often, it'll be the Canon 135mm f2 oh. L lens. I just, yes. it, it, that lens is magical. Mm. Its color rendition is spot on. It is telepathically fast to focus <laughs> as well. Like, like, it's a massive piece of glass in it, but it moves effortlessly and silently. And I've, I've rarely missed a shot with that one. I mean, that and lens is it's coveted by everyone else like and i'm talking when i say everyone else i mean people with nikons people with sony's like that is the lens that everyone goes i wish our manufacturer made something like that yeah you know what yeah. whilst i was at gap bill nick um jordan actually asked me would you ever consider sw- uh, swapping camera systems yeah. and i said i would apart from the canon 135 f2l yeah. yeah and it's probably the only lens that no other manufacturer makes um and it it has I don't want to get wanky about this, but it kind of has a soul. <laughs> it, oh, 100%. Like, I think like it, has, it, it has like a certain look and feel to it, and it is beautiful. It's not big. It's not too heavy. No. It's, it's not it's a beginner-friendly like, lens, though. Uh, 100% isn't, and, it's, and it retails quite high, so yeah. a beginner really wouldn't suggest you go and buy it straight away. Um but, but no. I, reckon, I reckon you could do you could you'd learn a lot on it. Um, I mean, you'd have portraits covered. You've got car shoots covered. Um, yeah. It's it's it is a beautiful. No, I totally get that. I totally it understand. Is, and it is a speedway as well. I think. Yeah. Uh, just as a, has anyone ever used the, the the Sigma version? Just as a comparison. No, I haven't. One point eight. Yeah. Have you, Andy? Uh, no, I've not. I've, I, but I was just curious. Cause I've never used the one three five prime. I don't think. The 
if you'll have to borrow it at some point mate because it is honestly magical like i use it it's one of these lenses and i totally get why dave would pick that as his lens because it's one of those ones that i don't use very often but if i want to snipe a portrait shot of a driver in a car and i want to get that super up close and personal without them realizing that i'm really pointing at them um that is the lens like that yeah that that is that is the lens for yeah, it that is the lens for it like it is amazing um so and yeah good choice what was the what was the other it's, choice uh, it an accessory, accessory so it can be anything anything else basically other as long as it's not a, a camera or a lens uh, okay, so that's quite easy for me. That would have to be uh, my lightsaber that I use for uh, light painting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's one of the things I enjoy doing most about photography. I love light painting. I love spending the time visualizing the image and working out what I want to do. And it kind of allows me to get shots that no one else can get. Agreed. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying like that as an egotistical thing. Like I'm, I'm not better than anyone else. It just means that like that poor shot in the garage. Mm -hmm. I crafted that the way I want to. I mean, sure, you could get a similar look, but you couldn't get what I got. No. Like, unless yeah. you followed my exact lines, and, and that's my favourite accessory. And, and your mind works like Russell Crowe in a beautiful mind where numbers <laughs> and shapes just start coming and you're like waving the wand about it. Oh, I would I love that. If that, if that, no, I genuinely like. I'm, I'm with you, Andy, because I, I watch, I've watched Dave do it. I've seen the editing process, and I've seen the, the outcome, and I'm like, how does that? How, like, seriously, dude, like, how did you, how did you know that was gonna work? Um, and, and, and having like painted myself on a very basic scale, uh, I just, I admire that level of work. So, that is a, that's a cool kit bag. Um, and I know that you'd be able to produce your cover images for like Gatbill magazine and, and do Fueltopia light painting features just with that. Like that's, I get that, that, that makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's a good selection. Um, Paps, what would you reckon? Oh, now that I have to admit is a, uh, a hard one. Well, Cause go... you've forgotten how to use it. <laughs> Are you funny? No, let's go with the 135L as well. Oh that's really? The... So, so, so that's the lens of choice. That is the lens of choice. But why, but why? Yeah, why would you pick that? It's sharp. Even down to F2, it's sharp. Use mm -hmm. it for anything as portraits. Like mm -hmm. you said, you can use it for everything. I've used it for motorsport. I've used it for portraits. I've used it for, um, any, well, anything, really. Yeah. It's Yes, it's quite a long focal length for a prime lens, but it's nice. You get an absolutely glorious kind of depth of field. Yeah, you do, yeah, for sure. From the fact that it's F2 and the fact that it's 135 mil, but that is just because I know obviously that's twice now we bought this lens up. So anyone who's who's looking, this is um, as I know the problem is, and to anyone who's wanting to get into photography, you're going to be like, oh, these guys are talking about expensive stuff. Okay, yeah, it is expensive, but actually the 135 is probably the one of the best value for money because it is one of the cheaper L series lenses. Um, L series being yeah. Canon's professional grade uh, lenses. Okay, just to explain that one um and you'll find that our kit bags uh the majority of our lenses will be l series lenses because well for me they're the ones that can take a beating um so that's that. <laughs> uh, so we'll get into that but yeah that's that's why i pick those lenses and so on so i get that totally perhaps um with regard your if you could only have one camera what would you what would you have uh the rz67 from Amir. oh really yeah, I love that thing. It's huge. It's absolutely massive, and it shoots. Hang, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. That one three five isn't going to work with that camera. It's fine. I can make it work. Duct tape does not count. 
<laughs> right, Stop okay. Taking. Explain yourself, perhaps. What what's the deal? Like why should someone consider doing film basically? Because we that that's kind of what you're getting at. Like what's Oh what's good the deal? question, good question. Now, what's oh, the deal? Film makes you think more about okay. the image you're taking. Um it's gotten to the point where people go to an event not knowing and then take two thousand images for the same thing. Yeah, true. Um which kind of dulls what you're trying to do so you don't become you don't think like a, an artist as such because it is an art it is something to it yeah yeah um and when you're using something like a medium format film camera where you get six photos to a roll of film mm-hmm. if you're lucky <laughs> and these rolls of know, films aren't cheap by the way everyone they're probably five or six pounds yeah a roll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you've got to go get it developed and you have to sit there and wait unless you can develop it yourself which again is another skill yeah. um, you have to think about it and like medium format for me in film is create such a really nice image yeah you get that kind um, of otherworldly feel to it it's like um it's kind of dreamy in a sense yes you get nice soft but sharp but kind of like you say dreamy images that can be you can scan in on um a high quality scanner and mm-hmm. you're talking 8, 10, 12K resolution. Yeah, they're incredible. They are and incredible. I, I, to- I, I totally agree with you about um, you have to take your time. I mean, I, I learned photography on film. Yeah. And there's a, there's a cost assigned to each shot that you mm-hmm. take. And if you fuck up, it co- literally costs you money. Yeah, agreed. Um, and so you really have to think about. And, you, and then if you've got, say you've got four rolls of film, that's what was that, 24 photos, 20 photos? Yeah. You, you've then got to try and work out how to tell a story through each of those frames mm-hmm. and that really makes you think more about photography rather than just spraying and praying i think that's spot on that is actually a really that's a really good suggestion then i'd say you know you're going to hear us talk about expensive equipment and not just in this podcast you're going to hear it in the future when we talk about gear but actually the best place to start is probably still with a film camera like we did definitely yeah. i agree yeah it's, it's... you can buy a cheap dslr style film camera yeah. for under 100 quid oh yeah like the early canons basically like the canon yeah. i mean i've still got uh, i've still got a bunch of those and one of my I've favorite got a ones canon thousand f on the shelf you've got the thousand f so so i've got a 30 um i think hang on is it the 30 where the eye the first introduced the eye movement focus which is oh nice yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, i've got one of them and I think, yeah that's the eos 30 isn't it eos yeah. 30 that's it EOS EOS 30, 30. Yeah, that's and it. that was a that was an expensive camera back in the day like a 200 pounds back in like the the late 90s um and that is like a, a really cool camera that you can learn a lot with and if you buy any lenses for it they're the same lenses you'll use on your canon dslr yeah i was, I was just about to say yeah. that's, that's the perfect entry point because yeah. like if you learn on film it makes it forces you to learn and think about the consequences of each shot definitely so you to make sure you nailed exposure and stuff like that but you can also invest in glass that you can then carry forward into yep. um yeah, absolutely yeah that, um, that and is, remind, really good. remind me at the end of this because i've got one counter thing for why you don't need to buy expensive glass oh yeah cool yeah definitely we'll get we'll definitely touch on that at the end no so (laughs) so like um that no that's a great suggestion perhaps so yeah so you would basically recommend your to you you couldn't live without a film camera you couldn't live without your 135 what is the one accessory that you've kind of got it's a rifle isn't it it's a rifle um the most the handiest accessory I have is actually my Manfrotto V3 tripod. Oh, yeah. I wonder where that the one, is. The one that, the one that Dave is currently babysitting. <laughs> because it is so handy, it's so compact, so light, um, it 
it can actually fit in your camera bag if you pack your bag. No way. Uh, based yeah. around what you're doing. So if you're doing something very specific and you have a rucksack style camera bag, yeah. this will quite happily slot in there with most of your gear. That's um, is this the B three, sorry, perhaps. Is this the one? Yeah, the B yeah. three. So That's a fantastic one. I've um I've actually got one of those as well. A height like hundred yeah. percent amazing tripod. Yeah, the best thing they do a carbon fiber version as well, which weighs absolutely nothing. Yeah, I haven't and got that one. Have you got that one? So light? No, I don't no, have that one no. because it, I didn't. It's on my shopping list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but Dave can vouch for it. He's obviously used mine a couple of times, and it's not like a cheap small tripod. It no. is sturdy. It has a lot of strength to it. Whereas you could buy a thirty-pound tripod, similar size. And it will bend at the slight thought of your camera going on. Yeah, it. yeah. In fact, Phil, like I, I used, I've used that for. Um, I light painted four cars at Gatville with it. I light painted the Lamborghini Diablo with it. Um, Frederick Uspo's uh, GT eighty six X in VTS garage with it. And do you remember when we all went over to Sweden and Norway, and we stayed in that cabin? I shot the Milky Way above. Oh, that. is that what he used? Yeah, it's on on that very tripod. So, if it can handle uh, astrophotography, it's it's a sturdy enough tripod <laughs> yeah, for yeah. any any travel needs. So, in quite extreme temperature as well. Yeah. yeah. Yes, definitely, and it doesn't shake um, as well with the wind and stuff. Sorry. I'm just glad someone's using it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is cool because because we're having to narrow down the gear here. We're actually building a pretty cool kit bag if we were to combine. Because yeah, yeah. obviously, like, and that tripod that that Paps has recommended and that I have and that Dave has been using, uh, that is actually not that expensive when you consider. Like, I know it's not a thirty quid tripod, but we're not talking a two hundred pound tripod. I think they they're around eighty to a hundred quid, aren't they? The B three. Yeah, you can buy yeah. you can buy from eighty. Yeah. yeah, depending on what head you get and stuff, isn't That's it? That's it. Yeah, because yeah. you have all the different all the different tripod heads. Um, which obviously for photography, I don't know about you guys, but I would always recommend a ball head. Yeah, I, I prefer yes. ball head. Yeah, yeah. but uh, there's also the beauty you can you can buy it with a cheap head, and then when you get more and more advanced with your photography, you can actually start replacing that yeah, head. That's what I've uh, yeah. to suit to suit your needs. Yeah. Um, so just looking, the B three, the carbon fiber version with a ball head at the moment can be picked up for 160 quid. And that is, that is a bargain. Like, a I know bargain. it sounds crazy, but that is a bargain. Yeah. I'm just I'm just off to Amazon right now. So. <laughs> no, that is an amazing piece of kit. I, I like that. That's that's some good accessories. So yeah, you got the the one three five, same as Dave, the, the the film camera, and totally get why we should push people towards film still because film is not dead. Film is very much still alive and it's rec- highly recommend it as from a photography point of view um and then a tripod yeah totally to- and the particular tripod uh andy wh- what about you what do you feel are your top like three items right so the the camera is going to be the sony a7r3 ah cool okay just because it's the best camera i've ever used okay and why uh, is that it just that does like there's a load of things. It's it's relatively light compared to something like a, a 5D or a 1DX. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, to be honest, it has too much resolution for me. <laughs> uh, like, it, it really does. The, that, that My one grip, like, if I could have waited and got the A7 III, I probably would have got that because it's yeah. basically the same car, camera, just with a 
like a 26 megapixel sensor instead of like a 43 or something on the subject of that right andy what i i've just got to point out to everyone because they won't know but after every event you always pretty much do this religiously you send a yeah. photo to the group of you zooming into someone's eyeball and you yeah. go and it's like and i look at it and go that is ridiculous <laughs> like that is yeah. actually ridiculous uh <laughs> Yeah, I, like I, I can see my reflection. If you zoom in like four hundred percent, I can see my reflection in someone's oh eyeball, which is always, which is always pretty cool. But like the the logistics of actually, you know, taking eight hundred shots <laughs> at eighty five megabytes each is you know it's a bit of a ball. Oh Jesus! Time. Yeah, memory cards for for days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you print any of your work? No. Oh, that's a shame. Because, so, yeah. Because like my my native resolution is the exact size of a sixteen by well it's actually sixteen by fourteen um, print at three hundred DPI mm-hmm. with, with zero like resizing available. So I would quite like to have something a bit higher resolution. Yeah. Um, but for, was it 40? 42, 40, 42, 43, something like that. That's insane. I mean that that is a large file. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, to be honest, it's verging on medium format isn't it yeah, just that for is. the, the size and the resolution yeah i mean so the sony obviously right the resolution's killer the quality is incredible there's no questions about that there's many many professionals uh and many professionals are switching to sony uh from other yeah. companies yeah that's obvious i see that around the every racetrack i work at at the moment um mm-hmm. the massive perk i can see right is is size yeah um uh, yeah I've, <clears throat> I've actually i've got it sat on my desk just now next to a 7d mark ii which is a crop <laughs> yeah crop body camera and the sony is probably like two-thirds the dimensions that's not all round that's not nice. see the one the one pull for me for sony is is, is not the resolution is, is not the size mm-hmm. like, i couldn't give a flying fuck if it's mirrorless or not mm-hmm. Um, but it's the 14-bit depth rate um, oh, yeah. raw files that yeah, I yeah. want. Yeah. Because, like, Canons and Nikons are only... Uh, well, I think Nikons are actually made by Sony. Like, yeah, the sensors the, and, the, so the they're Nikon the same. sensors for Sony, yeah. Yeah, um, so... Or at least as for the time being, I think Nikon have started yeah. developing... Making their own ones, yeah. yeah. Uh, but Canons are only at 12-bit rather that's than 14-bit. That's a massive difference. Bit. And it's only two bits, but that, that's... like It's, it's not just plus two. It's no. exponentially yeah. higher. Um, and I, I would love that kind of extra information in, in raw files. I think that would be super, super handy. So that's where you get more of that, as you mentioned, Danny, that medium format kind of that yeah. quality. Not only yeah. you've got the resolution, but you've got more dynamic range. You've got more yeah. recoverable information in that raw file. Um, and, and added to that as well, it has uh, an EVF, which I wasn't convinced that I would yeah, like, I'm not sure really like. Mm-hmm. I fucking love it. Really? Like, I love it. Uh, yeah, you can see what you're going to pho- photograph, what your photo is going to look like through the viewfinder. Exactly. So yeah. instead of thinking, oh, like, try to dial in settings beforehand for something, you just, you're on the fly all the time. That's I've cool. set up, I've, like, completely customised the camera. There are, like, fucking, like, 20 customisable buttons. So you can, you know, once you get, once you understand the language of the camera, mm-hmm. You can you, you can react to what's going on around you. I get and, that. Yeah. Like, and when I'm you know shooting speedway, like as like a, you take the piss, but it's like three hours. Yeah. But it's condensed, and you know you're you're just reacting all the time. Definitely. No. Definitely. So to have a camera that can respond that fast makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then not having to you know chimp on the back and all the rest of it yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, it just. Uh, 
that gives you so much more confidence. Like I shoot now more in manual mode than I ever have before. Yeah. Just because I see it right in front of me. That must be so nice. Uh, like, that's, I actually, that's really cool. Yeah, I actually yeah. really like the idea of that. Um, no, I get that. Then there's the, the, the autofocus is it's fucking incredible. <laughs> it's like 90% of the frame. That's nuts. Autofocus. And it, it works. The center points work as good as the points out by the corner. Yeah. Wow. wow. That's incre- so, that is incredible, actually. Yeah. yeah. Like, just, you know, and it's things like that. And it's just, what I compare it to is, I remember... Like, this is going to age me a bit now. But I remember, like, 10 or 11 years ago when the iPhone first came out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know about a touchscreen phone. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I ended up buying a Nokia N95, and it was fucking awful. <laughs> I had one of those as well. Yeah. yeah but this, it slid both ways. And yeah, yeah, I know. Medium. What the fuck yeah. were they thinking? <laughs> uh, no idea. But then I bought an iPhone 3G, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. This yeah. is this this is how things can work and yeah. should work. I'm not I mean, they fucked it now because iPhones are bollock. But yeah. <laughs> it's uh, that's how it felt going going from that's how it feels even at events going from my Canon camera to my Sony. My oh. Sony just feels like it's the next generation. It's the new technology. It's and it works with me. Yeah. You know? Do you know what I mean? I d- no, I get it. I actually, uh, I'm kind of. It's it's so awesome because uh, it makes me very envious to try it. Like when I hear someone, and you're not the only one. Everyone I talk to who uses the Sony's. Um, it is. It sounds that, and I get why you'd pick that. Um, I mean, it's not a cheap camera. Uh, the one you're using at all. Um, the one I'm using isn't, but no. the the A7 III. Yes. Which is basically the same camera, except has better autofocus because it's from the A9. Mm-hmm. Uh. Which is the flagship 1DX oh, okay. level camera? Uh, the yeah, the A7 III has that alt focus, uh, but just 24 megapixels. Does oh, like 10 nice. frames a second or what, eight frames a second? What sort of money is in that, Andy? Two grand, brand oh, new. Wow, wow, that's from a, from amazing. a legitimate, yeah. you know, from like Wex or yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez, I didn't know that. That's incredible. You could, um, I mean, great, great imports. You could probably get it for like eighteen hundred quid. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. So, on, on an unrelated yeah. note, my five D Mark III is up for sale. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's incredible. I mean, I get that. That makes perfect sense. So, so with that camera, um, what would you have as your lens of choice? What would the, you pick? The lens I have on it ninety percent of the time mm-hmm. is the Sony eighty five uh, FE one point eight. Oh, so another Prime. Another Prime. Another Prime. Okay. Uh, and it's, I love it. Yeah. It, it gives me enough reach that I don't have to go into a paddock at the speedway mm-hmm. to get like portrait shots and stuff. I can kind of be near, but not in the way. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a similar thing to the 135 that you guys were talking about. It's not yeah. that much reach, but I just, I love it. And then I've, and with the Sony, I can, I can, I've got like a custom function button. Okay. That I can, it can, uh, switch into crop sensor mode. Oh no way! That's awesome. So it gives me a 1.5 crop, so it becomes like a, I don't know, almost like a 135. Yeah, that is that a, is pretty much. That's amazing. So you have this very versatile lens setup, basically. Yeah, with, with like one prime. Yeah, with one. But that's awesome. Um, that is really cool. And is that quite a compact package still? Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's 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 tiny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean that's that's um, yeah. So that that's awesome. It's it's smaller, like the 85. The 8518 from Sony is smaller than a Sigma 3514, for example. Oh, that's for that, Canon. 
That's no, that is awesome. So, that's impressive. So with that camera, that lens, what would you be your accessory of choice, Andy? Well, see, I have, I have one, but mm-hmm. I, I kind of, it's for use with another accessory. So, oh, okay, like you, Dan, I use the black rapid. Ah, yes. Camera straps. Yeah. And you know they're good. I, I've got the Definitely. double, the double slinger one. Oh, cool! Is that good? Because uh, I haven't got that yet. Yeah, no, it's yeah. it's it's good because you can still you know use your hands and shake hands yeah. of people. And yeah, your cameras are just there. Uh, but I have to, the thing about that strap is that you, you know that the the fastener on the bottom uh-huh. takes up like your tripod. Yeah. Oh, your sort of quarter twenty. Mm-hmm. So I've got a little. Uh, Arca Swiss quick release thing from Serui or however you pronounce it. I don't really know. They make like tripods and stuff like that. Okay, yep, yep. It's like an an Arca Swiss plate, but then off the front of it, it has like a, basically it's like another quarter 20 where the the fastener for the black racket strap can Oh, that's that's awesome. That, I've not yeah, seen that. Cool. I'm gonna have to look into. That. I do love the Black Rapid stuff. Like that, yeah. that makes perfect. Like, I highly recommend that to anyone. I think uh, Dave, do you use Black Rapid as well? Uh, no, no, I don't. Paps, I think you do, I, don't you? Yeah, I do. I've got the same one, Xander, double yeah. one. Fantastic. So yeah, that is a really. So again, I like this. We're complementing each other's setup, and um, yeah, I think this is really cool because it, that totally makes sense to me. Uh, the small mirrorless package, lightweight, the the double camera strap. You know. Um, that seems logical to me. I mean, for moving on to my on to myself, um, my camera of choice, if I could only have one camera, it would be my One DX. Uh, that thing, it, the reason why I pick it is it's a beast. Uh, I've knocked it, I've dropped it, I've uh, got it absolutely soaking wet. Uh, it's it's never ever let me down. Um, you it, fell on it. I fell, I've fallen on it many times. Um, it is it has been an amazing amazing camera, and it never ceases to amaze me what it's able to achieve uh, at the the speeds that it's able to take photos, um, the action I've been able to capture thanks to it, uh, and its amazing autofocus system and everything like that is honestly like. I'm just, are, yeah. Are you on your your second one? Am I right? I, I am. Yeah, I'm on my second one. So that's how much I love it. Is that I took one to beyond its mileage, basically on the what we call a shutter count, um, and I sold it uh, and I bought another one. That's how much I love this camera. The only thing I hate about this camera, the only thing, is it is it's the size of Paul. Oh man, it's so heavy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you borrowed it, didn't you, Andy? You remember yeah. how it's yeah. just—it's obnoxious, isn't it? It's ridiculous, mate. I never sure I developed arthritis in my oh, hand. Oh, bad! It is brutal. That's what biceps are for. It is, and at one point I had two of the damn things. So, <laughs> uh, it is—it is a very, very heavy camera. But I—I I, I excuse it because it is incredible. Um, it—it's never—it's actually never missed a photo that I've wanted. I know that sounds silly, um, but it actually. It's it's never been because of a technical fault that I've missed something. It's always my yeah. own fault, um, and that that says a lot. That's harder. That's harder to swallow. That. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's harder to swallow. And I've missed. <laughs> you can't just blame the fucking <laughs> no, camera. No, you can't. Uh, and I've definitely missed a couple of shots for my own lack of skill, lack of talent. But um, the 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 camera's never been to blame. So yeah, it would be the Canon 1DX. Uh, again, sorry everyone, not a starter camera really. Uh, if you do start with one. Bloody hell, that's awesome. <laughs> but Mike Newland. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. One of our own Fueltopia guys, Mike Newland, had one as, I think, his first camera, uh, which is absolutely amazing. Um, but anyway, yeah, that would be my camera choice. Now, lens. You, you guys are going to notice the theme here. It is a Prime, but it is not the 135. It is oh, the... Oh, Sigma? 
It is, it is. It's the Sigma 35mm f1.4. Now, that lens, to me, is one of the most versatile lenses. It's the first one I reach for on every single job. I reckon I could actually do a gig with just that setup. Like, um, it is the, it can be used for panning, so for the cars, you know, uh, the action shots, and it can be used for the portraits, like the driver portraits and the stuff like that. And I love getting right into, like, the cockpit of the car with the driver, and the 35mm allows me to do that. Um, the depth of field is incredible. You guys have all used it, I think, every single one depth, of you. I, I own it as well. Right, if, do we all yeah, own it? If I didn't have to use a, uh, a mount converter for it yeah. on a Sony, it probably would have been my pick. But yeah. I just don't trust the mount converter. So no, that's fair enough. Uh, I mean, why, you, why, why don't you just get the um, get Sigma to change the mount? Oh yeah, I'm they just, do that. I'm just to be honest. I'm just going to sell it and buy the FE version. I mean, it just seems okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, it's I have like my version of it has been well used. Like I have damaged it. I have it's hung out the side of uh, Vaughn Vaughn's Mustang and has been uh, chipped by Ryan Turk. <laughs> um, it has, it's yeah, it's been Turk. I dropped it in Spain at Valencia Circuit whilst crossing the track and then prayed as the next run narrowly missed it. Uh, that was probably one of the most terrifying moments of my life when I watched the oh, yeah man, yeah. I'll that, yeah. Um, I watched the 5D and uh, it was an old 5D two and the 35 mil to get run over by uh, two drift cars in tandem that was like oh god that's uh, that's a lot of money about to go down the drain but anyway <laughs> this lens has been through it all it's been to sigma multiple times to be repaired they probably have a file on me <laughs> um, you still don't have a new lens hood for it no still don't have a still don't have a new lens hood for it um but it's it's chipped and banged and it still produces results that i uh, i submit as work every single job so huge credit to that lens and that is probably the cheapest lens we've spoken of um in this gear setup um no the the, the sony one's a bit yeah oh is it yeah. oh okay cool right yeah. so so that is obviously... i have one more to counter that as well <laughs> well it's it's definitely one of you know one of my favorite bits of kit and i couldn't actually do my job without it as far as i'm concerned um now the last thing my uh my accessory of choice okay so we've kind of I'm going to compliment what the boys have said with regards gear to do my job and it's going to be my laptop. So, oh, yeah. Oh, shit, I should have said that. So, so for me, <laughs> for me, I couldn't do my job without my MacBook because um, as the boys, anyone who's anyone, you know, in here who's worked um, on a time frame, we have a very limited window to get our results produced edited and out there um i think andy and myself probably work to an incredible schedule um but probably a bit a little bit more stressful than 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 paps and dave but it is definitely than paps (laughs) definitely than paps but um (laughs) but it is one of those like without the laptop um and when you're on a job you take the photos you see the results straight away you edit them and that's like you know as boring as it sounds that would be i could do my job with a laptop the 1dx and a 35 mil like that would Uh, yeah it definitely... Actually, none of, none of us could do any of our job without either memory cards or film. But... <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, true. That's actually a very good point. That's a very and well, perhaps these duct tape as well to strap that yeah. lens to the front. Of the... Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I mean for me, that setup it, it, again a laptop is highly recommended because it also means if you're starting out that you can produce your images rapidly uh, and get them yeah, edited yeah and, and and if you are if you do, if you are lucky enough to get yourself media at an event mm-hmm. and you're staying away from home there is there is no better feeling than going back to the hotel and yeah. banging out a few photos getting them up on social media it's the fastest way to get yourself notified uh, noticed yeah. by everyone yeah. and because everyone's so like media hungry these days they want content now yeah. and not 
two weeks time 100 so so that, that really does like kind of like feed the beast if, if you were like it's it's a great way of getting yourself noticed it's not essential and you you shouldn't no. just put work out there for the sake of it but like even if you're just putting work out there just for yourself to see it and you know like get an appreciation of what you're doing or ask advice or whatever mm-hmm. like it is important no it's well, spot it's spot on spot on um, i would actually add something to that as yeah, well, go because on. uh one of the places i knew i'd come back to this but a couple of weeks ago i was in glasgow mm-hmm. uh there was a, a speedway meeting there it was a test match between great britain and australia mm-hmm. uh and I was shooting for Team GB. Awesome, that's cool. Okay. And uh, one of the things I ended up doing was because uh, the the Sony has Wi-Fi built in, uh, connects to my phone. I was after each heat sending a picture across from my, oh, my camera nice. to my phone. Yeah. Into Lightroom on my phone. <laughs> uh, editing it and then sending it to Josh. And then oh, he was posted on social. That's so cool. Nice. That's as live as you can pretty much get with a proper that camera. Was, it, it's something I've I've actually thought since I've had the Sony. It's something I've thought about. I could almost do. Like as the the pictures weren't as good as if you know I would sit down and start my laptop and yeah. edit them properly and stuff. Mm-hmm. But for quick fire bangers, yeah, uh, just just perfect. Uh, you that... know, just to get them out there and keep. Because that sort of thing. This event wasn't tel- wasn't televised, right. uh, despite the despite people wanting it to be, uh, and so they were kind of following it on Twitter, and that just you know instant kind of getting that's out awesome. there really helped. That is that is super cool to hear. Like that's I mean that is the future of it. And as Dave said, if you can get your stuff out there, you will. That, you know that's how you get recognized uh shooting stuff yep. really um yeah. the the thing so just to before we move on to quickly to sort of the last little bit um because i'm i'm sorry guys we're, we're dragging this one on today you're in for the long i know i know everyone if you heard a if you heard like a, a weird stra- uh, sound a second ago that was uh, that was paps getting disconnected um so unfortunately he won't be back for the rest of the episode i don't think <laughs> but, um, we'll sign off for him when it comes to it uh, poor guy i think he was getting roasted about not not using his cameras <laughs> but, um, he's, at, he's, he's on a night shift he's at work so he, he shouldn't be doing no this. he shouldn't even be doing this so he was he was risking it all for you everyone he was risking it all um but uh dave i wanted to, i wanted to quickly go back to you because you said something about the gear and i just yeah like, about so expensive like, gear. um i have like you don't have to have the latest and greatest lenses i've got a 35 mil f2 mm-hmm. which i bought second hand for 50 quid and it is sharp it's not the fastest lens I own in terms of autofocus, but it is a good lens, and um, you can get amazing shots of that. And if you are like wanting to dip your toe into uh, what lens I should get, resist the urge to go and buy a brand new lens, and specifically resist the urge to go and spend all of your money yeah. on a lens. Improving lenses will improve image quality, but do it over time. Buy and sell secondhand lenses so you get a feeling for what kind of focal length you like. What kind of do you prefer zooms? Do you prefer primes? It teaches you more that way. 
And that was just really it. Like, you don't have to spend a thousand pounds. Totally. Lens. I, I spent 50 quid on the second hand 35 mil lens. To, to, no, totally. I mean, I know it sounds, it sounds awful because that's kind of what we were saying is our preferred gear, but we didn't start off with this. None of us started off with a kit bag of uh, lenses and, and cameras worth thousands of pounds. Like you work towards that. And, and I'll be honest yeah. with you, uh, like, and I say this to everyone when I talk to them about what I do, I would not own the equipment I do if I didn't do it for a living. Yeah. I, I I would have uh, I would have my Fuji hipster black and white uh, my black and white camera and I would <laughs> I would be very happy with that and and it's only because I do what I do that I have the stuff I have um and you can do it for far less but um so moving on from that because like the gear stuff is awesome and I hope that you guys found that interesting and we will talk about equipment in future because I know Dave has recently bought a new camera um I've got some new bits coming I'm sure Andy's obviously switching over to Sony so we definitely want to kind of get a bit about that in the future but um yep. a couple of weeks evangelical again <laughs> yeah exactly and it, i tell you what it does like make me think when when i hear you talk about it i'm like oh could i uh but <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe next year maybe maybe the 20 2019 season but we'll, we'll see but um so the last thing i want to touch on and we have been going for a while so i hope i hope you guys are still enjoying this one but uh we asked some questions and it was mainly through um like our, our own personal Instagrams and um, uh, we received a couple of cool questions on a Q&A sort of thing um, and we're always open to Q&A so please feel free to message us and ask anything and we will answer them so one of the ones um, which I got well, I got two two really really good questions let me just quickly there we go right so this um, uh, a lad called Ben uh, messaged me on Instagram and this is a question that I get quite often and 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 I'm sure you guys probably do as well. But it was basically the way he worded it was, what's your number one tip or advice on how to make photography into a career? <sighs> so uh, if anyone knows, please let me know. <laughs> <laughs> it, would be, it would be amazing. Um, now this, obviously Ben, I can tell, I looked at his Instagram and he is keen at taking photos. You can see that he's, he's, he's shooting everything. He's going to little meets and stuff like that. And I think, I'll be honest, that's what I did. Um, I took photos, uh, I went around and just took as many photos as I could practice, kind of learned to use my camera, um, and started from there. I making it into a career. Uh, I think I, yeah. it's hard. That, that, that's, that's a really hard question. It's super hard, man. I mean, I guess you need to find what you need to find your angle, I suppose. I, I know it sounds awful, but, um, well also staff photographers these days that do this full-time day in day out that is such a rare job nowadays yeah um there is like most photographers are contracts or freelancers yeah so you you're not going to get a nine-to-five job doing this if you are the sad reality of it is you're probably going to be photographing products with companies like e-buyer or something like that agreed yeah and it's not going to be the most glamorous the one piece of advice I, I can only speak for myself here. I almost flat out refuse to turn this into a full-time job. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it as a hobby and as a passion. And yes, I do get paid by magazines and I do get flown around to go and shoot things, but mm-hmm. it's kind of on my terms. And, and that's I like to kind of keep it at an arm's length. I'd like to do yeah. what I do to get paid to do it more but without having to do it so much that it kind of drives all the passion and, and joy out of it. Uh, no, that, uh, that makes sense. Um, yeah. I mean, as to, as to, as to how 
Um, and the only way I can say it's like someone asked me this exact question and my editor actually stepped in and answered for me. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm not a full-time photographer at all, so uh, please take this as a grain of salt. But you need to know your camera like the back of your hand. That's a given. You, you need to know how to edit. You need to know how to drive out a consistent-looking set. You, you must nail that. That's, that's your 101. But on top of that, you can't just be good at photography. You need to be good with people. You need to be good with social media. You need to be good at self-publicizing. Yeah. And, and you need a bit of a business head on your head as well to, to make it make financial sense. Otherwise, you can drive yourself to like financial ruin by Agreed. just investing so much and getting nowhere. Yep. So, so it's more than just taking the photos. It is. You have to be a complete package. That's the thing. You have to yeah. be very aware of what you're doing. Um, and it's not just about taking photos. I'd say the taking photos part is 50%, but there is a ton of other stuff that I have to do um, on a daily, weekly basis to keep everything together. Um, you're, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Andy, you're in a similar, you're in a similar position to me because we both do this full time. Yeah um do you know what i mean like how i i don't even it's hard to say is don't, it? don't don't be a dick no basically don't be the, a first, dick. the yeah. first rule yeah uh then you know and like dave says you've got to be good and you have to yeah especially if you're trying to you, people a lot of people might want an audience you they want you to bring your audience with you mm -hmm. to wherever whatever you're going to shoot but like when i first sort of started I didn't, it wasn't until I met you, Dan, I knew mm -hmm. that people actually, like, I knew that people could do this as a job. Yeah. I didn't know anyone that did this yeah. as a job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's you know, rare. It's, it's, it's rare. Exactly. Yeah. It's, like, super rare. Yeah. And, and yeah. believe me, I'm, I feel very fortunate uh, from my position, um, but I've worked very hard. Like, I, it is, yeah. the, like, we have all worked very, very hard. And, and even Dave works very hard at not making it a full-time job. Like, he is, is, what you produce is easily as good as any professional, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but it's the choice. And, and I think, as far as my number one tip, uh, oh, man, um, I would say stick at it and keep sticking at it even when you want to give up the discipline should kick in and you will keep going and you will you know just keep putting your images out there keep getting seen um try the best you can to get noticed i know that sounds awful i just i think oh, it's... also I, w I would say as well as be as flexible as possible yes if, that, if this is if this is what you want to do yeah like be flexible when i when i first started shooting for money mm -hmm. i had a full-time job at the same time yeah yeah same uh, yeah same yep the place i yep. worked at was you know they were they were good to me i mean the place shut down not long after but the place i worked for was good to me and that uh, i said right i'm going to be doing this for a whole summer i'm going to be going across europe and shooting photographs and doing this yep. this, that and the other and i said to them if there are any overtime chefs going I will do them. Yeah. No problem. I don't want paid, but I want that time back when I need it in the summer. Mm -hmm. And it was it was not an issue. I was upfront about it. I was like like it was it was a shitty job I had. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was working but it's still, it you still took a risk though. You were and that's the flexibility, yeah. isn't it? You you but saw I, an opportunity. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, I ended up I got the you know, the place shut down and yeah. I, I lost probably about four or five grand. Jesus, yeah. 
because I'd done all those hours, but they were like banked in lieu, yeah. and it never really came back to me. Yeah. So wow. You know, you, you but I was like, well, fair enough. This just means this is what I'm doing now. Yeah, you forced and your hand made, in a way. Made you take exactly. the jump, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, it made yeah. it made me take it really seriously. Definitely. Now, I'm, I'm not great at like I'm I'm nice to people when I talk to them. I'm not great at the social media, mm-hmm. uh, you know, putting myself out there and all that. And I'm quite lucky that I don't I don't have to be. I mean, I could do more and probably get more work in. Mm-hmm. But you know that there there is no single rule to being to getting it done. No, because if there was, everyone that showed up at Brands Hatch on a Saturday yeah. afternoon for a bike track, they would yeah. be a professional photographer. That's so. That's very true. There is. There's no set path, is there? Like no. Because even even us, we've got similar but different. Um, and I, I, I don't want to dive too deep into it today because we're sort of running out of time. But um, it's yeah, it's very very similar. And yeah, I would just say you know, as the, I hope that we've kind of imparted some kind of knowledge there. I know it's it's a tough one though. That is a hard question. It's, it's a it's a really difficult question because because there's no answer. Yeah, that, that's it. That is honestly the truth. But but every um, path is different. So. Yeah. But exactly. Ben, Ben, we wish you the best of luck though with it, and just keep sticking at it and taking shots, and and more importantly, enjoy it. Okay, that's exactly. what it's about. Um, but anyway, one more question I want to answer or try and ask. This one's kind of a fun one. Uh, this one came in from Cami, who is a two door hero on Instagram, and he messaged us uh, saying, "If you were to swap bodies with one of your other co-hosts for a day, who and what do you do?" <laughs> <laughs> so i was like i read that one i was like i like that i like that so I, i'm gonna kick this one off Wait a minute. What, what's his, what's his... okay I'm... so it's uh if you were to swap bodies with one of your other co-hosts for a day who and what do you do <laughs> <laughs> so who do you want to be out of us three basically and what do you do so um i'm gonna i'm just gonna start i'm gonna start this one off because I, I thought about it and i was like i would be dave okay <laughs> And the, the, yeah, I'll explain. The reason I would be Dave is because I love how buzzed Dave gets shooting, right? And yeah. it reminds me of when I used to do it for maybe more fun than work, okay? And how much he's enjoying himself. But more importantly, I would steal all that light painting information. <laughs> I, I would I would learn how to light paint and, and it would just be I'd download all that information and take it back with me uh, and that, like plug it into the matrix yeah it? genuinely now yeah. I can fly a helicopter <laughs> exactly exactly now I can light paint um, is, that, and, is that stealing my body or my mind I don't know it's a bit of both I'm kind of taking advantage of everything there <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's a bit brutal but that's that would be me uh, what, what do you guys reckon uh, go on Andy I would I would probably go with perhaps Oh, really? Just, just, just because you know, he always has really good barbecue food, and oh, my wife says he smells really nice. So, <laughs> so that that would do it for me. Yeah, and also you would you would have all the camera equipment, but you wouldn't well, use that, it. <laughs> I would sell it. Yeah, you'd sell it. Um, so you'd be you'd be rich. You'd smell I'd nice. Mons, I'd monzo the money to my, to my own bank account, and there we go. I love it. I love it. What about you, Dave? All right, so is it just people on the podcast or the entire Fieldtopia? It's from the from the crew, so everyone that's kind of been on and everyone that will be on, so anyone basically. But man, I'm right. I'm pretty shit. Uh, I I can put up shelves and electrocute myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Quite well, 
Um, so I would probably nick Andy. Oh. So I can learn basically how to fucking fix the shit out of everything and build my own house if I wanted to. <laughs> he is very handy. For those who don't, yeah, ha- they call him Handy Andy for <laughs> for not that reason. But no. <laughs> oh, that's handy Andy. Oh man. Oh man. Yeah. yeah, I think that's it. I mean, that's a fun question. That's it's a good one. A, it's a really good question. I, I really laughed when it came in, but they're the two that I picked out for today. So we got one more. Go uh, on. No, I, I don't think I do. Um, I, I literally don't. I don't think. Uh, no, no, there's nothing. Oh. <laughs> but we'll we'll try and get some more for next time because people, people, more questions, more questions. We want more, more questions. questions. Yeah, it's fine. It could be uh, anything. Yeah, as anything. you can see, uh, as you can see, we'll answer anything. Um, I've got like a one-on-one podcast next week with uh, Ricky Doughty, who's uh, Bagsy's sort of uh, runs Bagsy's. Is that life. how you pronounce his surname? Yes, that is how you pronounce you know his. You know, I've not known for like I've known Ricky probably for about four years. <laughs> And I've, I always just call him Ricky or Ricky Doggy. Oh, he is definitely, it's Ricky <laughs> right. Doughty. <laughs> right. I just, but I never Never heard of her. But he's on, um, he's on next week's one. Uh, that's a one-on-one again, like the one I did with Becky last week. Um, and oh, awesome. I, hopefully everyone will enjoy that, getting to know a little bit more about Ricky. Yeah, and... R- Ricky's a top boy. Yeah, he is awesome. He is, and yeah. I can't wait to share with you because there's some really cool stories in that one and everything like that. But um, today, yeah, that's, uh, that. I think we'll kind of bring it to an end now. So, so uh, Andy, if people want to find out more about you, where can they find out about you? and see your stuff uh, Andy with an I underscore FFP I really should change that <laughs> uh, Andy underscore FFP on Instagram will do it excellent right fantastic and Dave what about you I am at shooting Dave on Facebook Twitter Instagram and YouTube amazing just, just search hashtag GatbillDave yeah so, search <laughs> hashtag GatbillDave and uh, myself I am as always Dan Fijan and at Dan Fijan and that is across pretty much every social media you can find me on everything uh, so feel free to add us up message us and um, yeah we, we love to talk to you guys so definitely do send us a message right ladies and gentlemen this has been the Fueltopia podcast it has been a pleasure to share this with you thank you as ever for listening and we look forward to the next time bye for now bye bye